Sergio, if you like what we're doing here, if you support the show and you want to give support to the show, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash let's talk native. And if you do so, we'll provide you some exclusive content and some things that uh, others aren't going to get when you get it. So support us by going to Patreon. Yahweh. Let's Talk Native is produced at the LTN Studios on the Cataraugus territory of the Seneca Nation. We break all the rules for native media by peeling back the layers of assimilation and indoctrination. We may step on a few toes through our examination of culture, art, politics, history, and identity. But the real goal here is to bring our people together by breaking down what separates us. So, welcome to Let's Talk Native with John Kane. Sagal, and welcome to Let's Talk Native. I'm John Kane. I'm your host. And look, <laughs> I'm not sure how this show is going to go. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. This is a this is a tough one. Um, look, there's a lot of conversation right now because of the um, the murders that took place in Atlanta, Georgia, and the the, the white man shooting uh, and, and murdering a, a bunch of Asian women in particular. And so there's a lot of conversation about uh, anti-Asian sentiments that exist. Uh, and, and I've talked on this, this program about racism quite a bit. And I'm going to talk about it some more today. But I, I think we, we need to shift the narrative a little bit. You know, because clearly as we talk about what racist behavior is or isn't and that kind of thing, the one thing is clear is that what's behind much of this is this still this idea of white supremacy. But for us, it's not just enough to call it out. It's what are we prepared to do to develop an anti-racism position? How, how do we promote not just to call out racism or to, or to try to encourage people not to be racist, but how do we develop you know, even even the mindset to uh, to oppose racism, to be anti-racist, because not being a racist and being anti-racist is not the same thing. Because there are plenty of people who may not be racist, but they don't do anything to to stop racism. And, and I think we all have to be somewhat activists i guess in, in this regard but you know much much of this starts at home because look we we all have we, we have racial bias and racial bias is a little bit different than than overt racism I've, I've said it before in the program so let me say it again racism is about power it's about supremacy it's about it's about the belief that because of your race you view yourself superior to another to a person of another race I mean, that's, that's essentially what, what racism is. And of course, racism is also systemic. And by systemic, it means the institutions that we all uh, interact with, whether it's government, whether it's, you know, media, whether it's, you know, whatever kind of commerce there is out there, what, what, that those institutions have a racial bias in terms of how they treat people. And, and certainly we see that in terms of the justice system and, and how police interact with people of color and that kind of stuff. But also because 
because industry and, and you know and and so when we talk about entertainment or even marketing and that kind of stuff there's a certain level of marketing of racial bias and and frankly you know since white men basically built the systems that are still in practice today this is how this idea of racism is, is systemic so how do we stop that i mean how do we combat things like the sexualization of of marginalized women for instance you know so whether we're talking about missing and murdered indigenous women or um what we've seen you know take place this past week with this with this gunman shooting um and 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 i want to be clear here i haven't seen anything that suggests that these women were sex workers and i know that becomes another conversation you know they they, they were massage parlors and and we can get into a whole discussion on that, I guess, but I'd rather not have that discussion. But regardless, these these women were targeted by them. these these establishments were targeted by them. These weren't necessarily they weren't brothels. I mean, they were they were massage parlors. And in the idea that th this guy you know killed these women, and then and then goes on to say that it wasn't racially motivated that that it was motivated by his you know, by his sex addiction. Well, therein lies part of the problem. This idea of white male, you know, um, dominance. And, and, and again, this, this notion of white supremacy, it, it, it suggests to, to white men that, that their fetishizing of, of, of other people and, and of women of other, uh, of other cultures is, is perfectly acceptable. I mean, it's, it's, it's part of the reason, it's part of the reason that missing and murdered indigenous women is, is, it, is a thing. It, it, most of it is tied to this notion of, of male dominance, white male dominance. So how do we address this? I mean, and, and look, we know that, that many cultures and native culture is, is certainly among them, that we do have a preference, right? I mean, we, you know, as, as parents or even as grandparents, we, we hope that our children, our grandchildren will, will marry native. I mean, we hope that, I mean, it doesn't happen all the time. And, and frankly, it can't happen all the time. And the reason it can't happen all the time is because our, our population is very, very marginalized. We're, we're a small population. And oftentimes we live in, uh, in areas that were related to so many of the people that we live next to. So in the absence of having, a lot of networking from native different native territories together, you know, that, that pool of, uh, of candidates for our, for our children and our grandchildren to, to marry or intermarry with and that kind of stuff becomes slim. Now, having said all that, having acknowledged that, that we may have a preference and look, Italian families have preferences. Um, black families have preferences. Asian families have preferences. And we get that. I mean, and, and of course, when I said Italian families, but I would say white families. But even within those white, what is considered the, the white people, you know, Irish and, uh, and Italians and Polish. And, you know, there's a lot of preferences that they have within, you know, because of culture and, and ethnicity within, you know, within their, their racial designation, I guess. So, so, look, that exists. That doesn't mean that we have to hate other people. Even if we have preferences about who our friends are and, and where we live and, and or where we choose to live, that doesn't mean we need to hate other people. And it doesn't mean we need to look down upon other people. 
I mean, just because you have a preference doesn't mean that you you have to dismiss or 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 feel a sense of superiority. A preference is not is not the same thing as 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 supremacy. So how do we address this? Well, look, we know that we confront racist comments, and we and and you know, there's so much in in our daily lives that we that we experience when it comes to. Um, seeing racism play out you know look we, you know not just the, the shows that we watch on television or on or on our phone or you know the what we see in the movie theater but but again in every marketing campaign every ad that we see you know on a billboard or you know again on a television or in a, in a magazine we we get shaped by that so how do we prevent that well, I, first off, it does come down to recognizing what is the, the creation of racial stereotypes, but also not allowing ourselves to, to become shaped by somebody else's uh, racial bias. And look, I, I, I'm going to say it again. There is a difference between overt racism or, or racism in the, in the sense of superiority, inferiority dynamics um, and and prejudice and discrimination. The idea of prejudice, which on its face, the idea that you that you may prejudge a people based on on their appearance, which is you know really where racism gets its start. That that judgment, the the problem the problem with it is that judgment can also become just a good versus evil thing. So we we have to. Even as we're judging our circumstances and, and, we're, and we're evaluating people, it doesn't, we no longer should have to do this based on this whole fight or flight notion, you know, that is, that is almost animalistic, I guess. We don't need to perceive people as a threat, even if they don't fit our preference model. And I, and I think that's something that we really need to teach our children this. And we need to we need to address the, this this idea of anti-racism. And and we need to look, we're guilty of it too. Native people are guilty of it too. Don't get me wrong. Like I said, we, we have our preferences. But look, I've experienced all of the all, all of the, the the jokes, the off-color jokes and that kind of stuff, you know, our, our whole lives. I mean and 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 the crazy part is we buy into this notion of even as we talk about race mixing, there's a there's a bias that 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 people who are part white, and I'm included in that, are not uh, we we're not looked down looked looked at the same as if if our people are part black, and so we buy into that stuff. We don't accept. Look again, regardless of of our preferences. We know that our families are going to, uh, that are going to intermingle and, and we're going to have biracial families. And we, ca we cannot allow hate and, and, and this, uh, our own discriminatory practices to, to dominate our landscape. And I, and I know it's tough because look, we, we get faced with blood quantum issues. We, you know, even the whole matrilineal thing has taken a turn that is so, so different. So, I mean, we will acknowledge that if a, if a person's mother is native, then they're native, but if their father's native, they're what? And if their, if their mother isn't. So 
there, there are things that we've allowed to creep into our systems that create the bias, that create the prejudice and, and the discrimination. And, and I'll tell you, it's a fine line between those, between that racial bias, that discrimination and prejudice, to where we start imposing the same racism dynamic where we start adopting a preference. We almost promote the idea of white supremacy. So this is the challenge. And I look, and I know this is a tough show because, I, because I'm not even sure how to address this stuff. But I know as, as I, even as I watch the news this week, and, and, I, and look, every program, every program on, on NPR and on television is addressing Asian hate. As if it didn't exist the week before last. This this bias, and and look, and it cuts both ways. I mean, there are there are black people who who might patronize, um, uh, you know, a, a a business that you know that is that is run by a different ethnic group. So whether it's white or Asian or, or you know or um, you know. Um, Hindu or, or whatever, whatever, however you want to, you know, uh, label people, I guess. And, and we see it all the time, you know, because there are certain um, business that businesses that have, you know, that may be dominated by a, you know, one culture or another. But I know black people have experienced terrible, have had, had terrible experiences with every one of those, uh, those, uh, you know, th those institutions. And I'm not saying every experience has been terrible, but and and frankly, as Native people, we've experienced it too. And and of course, ours is good. You know, it doesn't get talked about as much because we're such a small population. But the idea of being, you know, profiled in a in a in a department store, or uh, even in a grocery store, it happens all the time. But one of the places that we have to begin to address this this issue is that is to check our own selves. We need to be anti-racist if we expect others to be. Now, this isn't about trying to create, you know, uh, homogenism or, or, you know, kumbaya moments, you know, uh, in, in terms of racial e um, equity, so to speak. Look, our, our circumstance is a, is a little unique because we do have distinct places that are native territories. I don't mean just native. I'm not talking about native neighborhoods. You know, I'm not talking about Chinatown or, you know, or, you know, a predominantly black community. I'm not, we don't run the risk of, of gentrification on, uh, from native territory. We do when we're living in, in the other environments. So our circumstances is, is a little different. And, and our distinction as a people is not just about um, the mosaic, uh, American mosaic. You know, much of what we fight for is not just about civil rights under the U.S. You know, political system and you know, a legal system and you know, and all of all of that. Much of what we're fighting for is is our distinction. Now, that line between us trying to fight for our distinction and rejecting uh, other ethnicities that's that's complicated. I mean, especially since our patronage is going to come from the outside, many of the much of the employment that, that we rely on for our businesses, whether it's private sector, whether it's, you know, nation businesses, 
they do rely on not just on the people from a given territory. You know, we, we may have other native people from other territories coming in. Well, how do we make sure that we, we, we treat other native people fairly in a given community? Look, I'm, I'm not Seneca and I live in Seneca territory. So I, I guess to some extent, I'm, I'm, I'm pitching this as a, as a plea for me to be treated fairly, which I am. But that's not necessarily going to be the case for people who are not native. So, again, how do we treat this? I mean, look, we know that, look, we know we have a, we have a drug problem here on territory. We have drug problems in all of our territories. Most of those drugs come from the outside. But who's bringing them in? And are we automatically going to assume that it's, you know, that, that the drug dealers are, are white or black? And so do we, you know, start to make assumptions about, you know, who are the, uh, you know, who are the bad guys? You know, and, and again, are, do we have native people who are bringing, bringing the stuff in? I mean, for the most part, um, it may be, may not be native people, but certainly we're, we're not, we're not producers. So this, it is complicated, but as I see the tensions, look, as native people, we know how we are treated by much of the dominant cultures around us. And, and look, and some of that, that treatment can come at the hands of black people. I mean, I, I saw a whole rant just the other day about how wrong it was that uh, that uh, I don't know what the number is. I th somebody's told me, I think $30 billion or something like that is coming into Indian country as a part of the stimulus package. I saw a, a, a black man just, just going off about how wrong it is that native people are getting this special preference. I mean, that, that'd be like me, you know, railing against reparations for, you know, African descendants of slaves or American descendants of slaves or whatever else. I mean, and, and, and I, I just think there's inappropriateness there. And, and I don't know if that $30 billion is, is real and how much of it's going to be tied up into the bureaucracies of, uh, that the United States creates on every program that comes into Native territory. I understand the bulk of that has to do with health care. And you know what? Health care is a promise, an unkept promise by the federal government. And in fact, not only is it unkept by the federal government, it's actually been dished down to be a state problem. You know, so so there's a lot of problems with with you know with the relationship and and the unkept promises, and we can talk about treaties if we want, but the bottom line is it, these are all parts of the failings of the so-called trust responsibility that the federal government claimed that they would pick up as a result of some of these sessions of land. So again, our situation is a little bit different, but when I hear that kind of the kind of racist tropes, you know, and and the the, the dialogue that's coming out of other marginalized people because they're viewing us as somehow the beneficiaries of, of, of something that, that they're not getting. This kind of just, it, it feeds the division. And, and let's be honest here. The idea of creating tensions amongst marginalized people is a bit of a strategy by the dominant culture around us. I mean, and, and we see this, you know, it plays out in movies, it plays out in, you know, on television, you know, and, and, and as much as you will see um, that, especially, you know, you know again, I, I, I got to point to black people because one of the things that, about black people is they are, they are more marginalized in many, much of the same way that, that native people are. But the difference that black people have, and again, they've got something unique that, you know, that, that we don't, they have buying power. 
I'm not saying Native people don't have any buying power, but but we are not sig significant purchasers of um, of, of American products. Of, of products, we're a small population. But the wealth that exists amongst Black people, and even you know, even people who are not not, not necessarily wealthy, the, the the spending habits of Black people, they have a huge amount of clout associated with their buying power. But in spite of that, they're still mistreated in in many of these, uh, you know, uh, these businesses. So whether it's retail or whether it's a service business, whether it's nail salons or whether it's you know whatever it is, I mean, th there's there's a real scrutiny that that black people experience, and so we you know part of the whole thing is to use whatever clout we have. So in native people, we got to figure out you know how is it that we can combat racism. And and not feed racism. And it's the same thing that every group. So if you're a, if you're an Asian population, how do you make sure that you're not feeding racism? If you're a black if you're, if, if you're a black family or a black community, how to make sure that you're not feeding racism? I don't mean feeding the victimization. I mean, but, but how do you not create more tensions amongst other marginalized people? And, and look, it isn't just about all of us against white people. But but make no mistake about it, the divisions that have been sown in our, in our territories and our communities between other marginalized people are, are deep, and they're real, and we can address that without addressing the uh, white supremacy. So I mean, I guess what I'm what I'm suggesting in in this program is trying to develop a strategy amongst marginalized people that we do what we can to be the anti-racists and that we certainly don't feed into the divisions that have been promoted amongst our people. And, and they have been. So, you know, so make no mistake about that. But, you know, look, if, if you're a black man and you hear this guy on the internet railing against native people getting, you know, a, a stimulus check, then check them. I mean, take it on in your own community. And, and I'm saying the same thing about Native people. We cannot just, get, you know, join in on bashing another uh, race or ethnic, uh, ethnicity that's not ours. We have to, look, we understand that as Native people, we are under a certain amount of, um, I, maybe assault isn't the right word, but we're, we're in a constant battle with, for our own survival on our territories. And, you know, and, but that doesn't, you know, and I know that's a terrible metaphor in, in this instance, I guess. We don't need to view everybody as the enemy. And, and that's not to say that we should, we, that we need to welcome everybody who wants, who claims to be an ally, you know, into, into our household. But I do, I, we have to do more to combat this notion of hate, especially a, a, a hate that we're going to somehow only attribute to what we we visually see as somebody that's different than us. We, I mean, we've got to care more. And I know this, you know, this sounds, you know, uh, you know, trite, I guess. But we cannot be a part of the of of the racial divides. Even as we're trying to assert our distinction, we shouldn't do it at the cost of somebody else. So as I see you know, again, 
news program after news program after news program address you know the 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 crimes against Asian people. Uh, that's the flavor of the day this week. And I and I and I don't want to say it to minimize the the horror of what took place, you know, by this by this mass murderer. But this didn't just happen this week. And we do have to recognize that white supremacy has played such a huge role in not only the the interaction that all of us have with with the dominant culture with, with the white culture but we've let it creep into our conversations and that might be i mean man that might that might be the worst part of it the idea that 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 even as we have a shared common struggle with other marginalized people and that that we can still hate on them and there's no benefit to it i mean there's, there's nothing that we don't prosper you know and keeping you know we i mean as native people we certainly don't have the the power to keep anybody down we're the smallest we're the most marginalized people in, in the united states and canada so we don't have the power to keep another people down but we do have the power to um you know, to let the hate grow. So I, I guess, and and I know this, like I said, I, I promised this was going to be a tough show and it is because I'm struggling with this stuff, you know, and, and look, for those of you who, who, who check out this podcast, I welcome your comments and, and, and your criticism, because this is something that, that I'm struggling with as well. I'm, I'm not struggling with it, you know, because I, because I want to hate on anybody. But I, I'm, I'm struggling wrapping my hands around it. But I know that we all have a role here to play. And, and part of that role has to be what we teach our children, what we teach our grandchildren. I mean, I'm, I'm at the, you know, my, my kids are grown, so now, I'm, now it's with, with grandkids. But how do I teach my grandkids how to interact with other people, people who are different than them ethnically, r- racially, if you want to use that? And, and and look, it, it it comes in. You know, I've talked about. I've my grandson on, on my program before. It comes into conversations with, with with the belief systems that other people have, and that sometimes feels like they want to impose that upon us. Well, how do we push back without trying to destroy their belief systems or attack their belief systems? Because this all fits in into some of these these tensions that exist between people that are different. Now, look, as as we engage people directly, especially you know romantically or, or build families with people of different cultures, that's that's a, a tension that has to be dealt with between two people. But as communities, we have to deal with it too. So, I mean, I, I again, this it's a it's a this show is a show that I'm struggling with. I mean, I felt like I, I wanted to weigh in, not just because it's topical. I mean, this is a this is a problem because it's not enough to you know to claim that you're not racist if you're not if you're not actively trying to put some sort of end to the acceptability of racism, then you're not doing enough. I mean, if you're not doing what you can to stop racism then you're probably allowing some of it to exist. I mean, and look, 
I mean, we, we see this playing out in, in some of the battles that I have over the mascot issue at various schools, including the, the school that I graduated from. This, we see this play out over and over and over again. So I, I guess if, if, you know, if, if there's one thing that I want to say in this program is we need to check ourselves. We need to check ourselves, and, uh, and especially as we are influencing others around us and our family members, our, our kids, our children, and our grandchildren. Can we maintain cultural identity and you know, our own distinction without putting other people down? Now, and I'm not, I'm not saying that we don't recognize an attack or, or, or something that's offensive. I'm not saying that. But do we have to be the offending party? Do, are we the ones that have to you know, put down somebody for their beliefs or for their skin color or for you know, th their nation of origin or whatever else? Yeah, I, I know. Look, <laughs> we're quick to, to point out that if, that if you're not native, you came here. <laughs> you're an immigrant. You know, but do we really, I mean, even as we say that, that has a different meaning when we're talking about somebody who's coming from Europe or Africa or Asia as an immigrant now, not as not being dragged here, than our own relatives that, that may be crossing, you know, you know, some artificial line drawn in the sand like a Mexican border or a Canadian border. Or any of the borders between, you know, between, you know across Turtle Island, uh, North and South America. I mean, it's how do, and even there we, we have some struggles. We have, a we have trouble identifying with other indigenous people simply because, why? Because they speak Spanish? Or because their colonizers were different than our colonizers? So th this is the tension. This is the tension, and this is what I'm saying. I hope that we can begin to check ourselves a little bit on this. Because this is tough. This is tough because, you know, we, if we view everything as dog-eat-dog, and we don't understand that we as Native people, if we're, if we're really going to claim um, our relationship with the environment, then we have to acknowledge that there are people who are different than us that are part of that environment. Not lesser than us, but different than us. We need to check that. We need to, we need to fight against racism not just claim not to be racist. I'm John Kane. This is Let's Talk Native. Yahweh.